In Judaism, one becomes a Jew through the blood of the mother. In Islam, one enters into that religion through the blood of the father. That's what makes you a Jewish or Islamic person. It's the bloodline. It's very physical. It's very tangible that way. In Christianity, there's a completely different arrangement. One does not become Christian by the blood of mom or dad. One doesn't become Christian because one happens to just live in a Christian community surrounded by nice people, good people. Now, one becomes Christian by the Holy Spirit given in baptism. Now, the Holy Spirit is not of man's blood or a woman's blood. It is of God. So one enters into Christianity, unlike the other religions, by an act of God through the Holy Spirit. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now that is good news. That's why the Christian gospel will always appeal to so many universally, not just in one tribe, family, or nation, but around the world. Echoed in what Jesus is saying in Luke's gospel, and people will come from the east and the west, from the north and the south, what he's talking about is a religion that is intended not for a particular bloodline, not for a particular tribe, family, nation, race, or ethnicity, but for all a universal religion, a universal faith that is guaranteed by the act of God in baptism. That's why baptism is so important. That's how we get into the life of Christ. That's the gateway. It's why, as a footnote, we put holy water at the doors of the church. So that when we come in, we remind ourselves with that water of the most extraordinary moment in our lives. Most of us celebrate our birthdays. But how many of us know our spiritual birthday? When we were, what, born again? A new life, a new relationship with God, adopted children of God. The day of our baptism, I had to look it up. I don't remember it. Now that's the day that is very important. As I say at every baptism for children, at the end when we have the lighted candle, let's make a wish before we blow it out, just like on our birthday. Now on natural birthdays, we wish for things. Maybe as children, we want toys and, and we're just big babies. We want bigger toys as we grow older, more stuff. Then we get wise and we say, no, maybe I want fruits of the spirit. And so it's important to remember your day of baptism and to celebrate that with your baptismal candle and to make a wish. And what are you wishing for? What do you want out of this life with Christ and his church? 
peace, faith, greater faith, greater hope, greater love, an increase of everything that was given to you in baptism, you simply want more and more and more of that, more faith, more hope, more love in your life, in the lives of your loved ones, in society, in the world. Right. Because that's what Christ intended. I came for the Jew and the Gentile. Now this is getting our Lord into big trouble because it was understood in the Old Testament that salvation was from the Jews for the Jews. The Messiah was the Messiah for Jews. Other religions had their gods. Other tribes had their customs, but this is our salvation, the restoration of the kingdom of God on earth, a material, economic, and military power, the kingdom of David combined with the wisdom of Solomon, the restoration of the people of God who had been subjugated and enslaved and now set free. That was the expectation. Not salvation for our enemies. Not for Greeks and Romans and Egyptians and Hittites and Persians and all these people that have persecuted us. No. This is why Jesus is very countercultural in his day. And the Pharisees are spying him. They're watching him. Every word he says, because they know, they know he's going to create a problem. But a lot of people grow up thinking that, well, now I've been baptized, so great. Check. I got confirmed. Check. I made my first Holy Communion, check. And then that's about it, right? We call that the Catholic Church on wheels. We see the baby carriage with baptism. We see the wedding limousine for the day of marriage. And then what do you think we see on the day of the funeral? The hearse. Yeah. Catholics on wheels. I came into this church through the baby carriage of baptism, I got married, and now I'm dead. Check, check, check. And they're going to say on that day, but Lord, open the door for us. I was baptized. He says, I don't know who you are. But I was baptized. I got confirmed. I pay the envelope system and faith direct, I, I contribute to the church. I'm a good guy. What's wrong? Why does Jesus say, I don't know you? I don't know who you are. Because he's mean? Because he's rude? Friends, our faith that was given to us in baptism was but a seed that has to grow, and it grows in a relationship. He says, I don't know who you are because these people never got to know him. They never really developed the personal relationship. I love that when people are dying and I see them in the hospital anointing them and giving them what we used to call last rites. 
and none of their family has been around for years, for decades. But mom is dying, and mom has a lot of money. You know what I mean? And they show up. It's the old line in the Old Testament, where are the carcasses, the vultures will gather. They never knew their mother, really. And if they did, they allowed time to distance themselves from their mother or their father, their loved ones. How many of you have had that relationship where you say, gosh, I just don't get that Christmas card anymore. What happened? We used to talk all the time. No, relationships take work. Marriage takes work. Did you know that? Yeah. I see a lot of heads nodding. Families take work to keep it together. Wow, it's a lot of work. You want to stay close to your friends, you have to work at it. All these relationships, we can't take them for granted because, yeah, one day you kind of wake up to what happened to him? Where'd he go? And that happens in family. We haven't spoken for 20, 30 years. Or maybe they show up at Christmas or Easter, perfunctory anniversaries and birthdays, but there's not a relationship. I mean, I'm at the point now, I'm 58 years old, I know that more often than not, I'll be visiting some of my family when there's a funeral. Waiting until that moment to get together. How strange. And how many of us are attending more funerals than weddings, right, as we get older? But what was the relationship? Did I really know them? Did they know me? That's what our Lord is saying. I want a relationship with you. I want this to be a personal relationship with you. When he called the disciples, he called them by name, and he said what? Follow me. Follow me. And not on Facebook. Follow me personally. He could have handed them, as I would have, a whole binder of standard operating procedures, the SOP, all the policies, retirement, benefits, sign here. He didn't do that. You know, our Lord never wrote anything that we know of, except in the sand. There's no autobiography. We have his words interpreted by the church, but we don't have anything that Jesus ever wrote that we know of. So how do we get to know this Jesus? How do we develop that relationship so that the friendship that was given to us in baptism doesn't just fizzle out over time? How do we do that? It's why we come to Mass, among other things. Because here, you have a personal encounter. There is no more personal encounter than body to body, blood to blood. You want to get to know someone, you can read about them, you can text them or email them or 
follow them on Instagram or Facebook, whatever the stuff is. You can ask people about them. But the most personal encounter with someone is right there, body to body, blood to blood. When you speak to them and they speak to you, when you can say what you want to say and you can do it in trust and love and feel at home with the person. That's what happens with Jesus. It's just a reminder that when we come here, we hear his word and we receive his body and blood. This is the most personal encounter with God that any man or woman could have today, this side of heaven. That's what we believe. And it's not what we believe. It's whom we believe. See, we're, we're about to list all of our beliefs in this beautiful creed, the Nicene Creed, the Council of Nicaea, early part of the fourth century AD completed it. It is the distillation of what we believe. I believe in one God, the Father, the Son, the Spirit, the Lord, Jesus, consubstantial, all that stuff is there. Whom do I believe is a more radical and substantial question. When people ask you, well, what do you believe? It's better to say, well, I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. That's the mark of a Christian. Not, oh, well, you know, uh, Ash Wednesday we get ashes and we give up meat on Fridays during Lent. And that's what most of the world thinks of Catholics these strange practices. No, a personal encounter with the Lord Jesus, and it's gonna happen every time we come to Mass, if we get into that, if we attend to that. Now that takes work, like all relationships, I said. You've got to work this. It can't be just at Christmas or Easter, I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. Even with your family and friends, oh, I'm gonna see you once a year, okay, yeah. No, over and over and over again. And this is not just one person. This is our Lord. This is not a, just a man. This is the God-man, a divine human, our Savior, the most important friend, the most important lover in our lives. So this invitation through baptism is given for you and for all. It's an open invitation to the world, which is why we are universal. Catholica means Catholic, universal faith. The poor, the rich, it doesn't matter. At every moment in the world for the last 2,000 years, the Mass has been offered as the representation of the Last Supper. Since Holy Thursday to the present, Jesus is being found in a personal encounter, the way he always knew it would work. Not just concepts, not just doctrines, not just catechism, but a personal relationship. So we want to work at that, each one of us, because when we get that relationship straight and grounded, then relationships in marriage, in family, society gets better. But it has to start with this relationship first, one alone, the Lord our God, 
whom we adore and worship, whom we conceive in the most personal way possible, body to body, blood to blood. Amen.